Thanks so much for joining us today on Big Mama Fridays on Niche Radio. I am going to be speaking to Nikki Demar. She lives in Cape Town. She's a wine stylist and wine fundi. And if, if, if you want to know anything about South African wines, Nikki's the go-to person. So let's get on with it and chat to Nikki. Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us on Niche Radio. I wanted to ask you, how would you describe yourself as a, a wine stylist, a wine specialist, a sommelier? What, what, what would your description be? I have one formal qualification for wine, but I do a lot of things about wine. So I teach wine, I um, make wine, I do wine lists, I study every bottle that I drink. I like to experience different things around the world in different wine regions. And I work basically with a lot of wine. So your wine list, tell us about your wine list. They're award-winning, aren't they? Yeah, I've had several awards uh, for my wine list design. Um, I think I've got five local for Diners Club. They have a wine list competition every single year. Um, and then I've got three for International Wine Spectator and American Wine Award. That's awesome. Well done. How did this love of wine come about? I mean, have you always been a whiny? Yeah, I've always whined, W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my world. But um, I think when I came to Cape Town from Johannesburg, um, I went to work in a restaurant, and the restaurant organized a wine trip to a wine farm to do a harvest. And, um, you know, it's a restaurant thing, team building kind of um, day out. And we had to go some godforsaken hour, like 5 a.m. in the morning, oh. all the way all the way to Funchuk. And it was actually a little bit too late by the time we got there to actually harvest grass. But it was, that day was, the, I think, the day that it all changed for me. I felt inspired. It was, I mean, it was hard labor work. I mean, all the laborers who do this every single year were just laughing at us because we couldn't hold the shears, we couldn't cut properly, we didn't know, we couldn't carry a crate of grapes. But it was fun day, but it was the turning point. And I still actually have a bottle of that wine that we harvested the grapes. Oh, that's for. so nice. And um, <clears throat> especially bottled and, and sent to us by the winemaker. You said it was too late. Does that mean grapes have to be harvested at a specific time? Yes, it has to be harvested at a specific time um, because... Well, the cooler the temperature, the better it is to harvest the grass because the minute it gets warm, it goes warming to the cellar and then it starts a fermentation process. Okay, so basically they've got to get it off the vine and into the cellar as fast as possible. As quick as possible because the, um, the, the cellar is cool, the vineyard is cool, the cellar is cool, and it's not going to damage the grass. And what happens after that, once the grapes are in the cellar? Well, they get crushed. Do people still take off their shoes and then and, and jump on the grass? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. It still happens. Who does that? Tell me um, who does that. Well, you can go, when you go to like the wine festivals in Cape Town, like the Robertson, out in Robertson, the Wacky Wine Weekend, some of the people, the farms, they, um, they actually do great something in big vats. Yeah. So you can go and Stomp grapes and get filthy, dirty, and sticky, and <laughs> and have a load of fun. You're gonna actually drink it because this is grape juice. I mean, I don't think they use it for anything. I'm not so sure about the hygiene, but it's a fun experience. People still do it. Next, your your true love though is not so much wine as champagne. 
yeah, champagne is my favorite. Um, if, if when people ask me what is your favorite wine, I always say sparkling wine or champagne. Um, obviously, well, you know, um, and for those who don't know, um, champagne can only be called champagne when it comes from the champagne region in France. Yeah. Um, various countries in the world make sparkling wine in the traditional method of champagne, but they call it something else. Like Prosecco. Prosecco is um, Italian. Cava is Spanish. Sparkling wine. Method Cut Classic is Afro South African. So, but a sparkling wine that's made in the traditional method as champagne can be as good as the champagne from France. If not better in some cases. Yeah, we've got a few uh, ones that can stand up to the French in South Africa. Like who? But one of, well, there are select winemakers who specialize in making bubbly and keeping it and having it uh, stored away and releasing it at release, uh, various release dates. Um, there are, are a few good examples, but our um, it's always going to be different because of we, we have such a warm climate as opposed to France. They have a much cooler climate, so they have much later ripening on the grape. For champagne in France, um, it depends. It's weather dependent. So if they have a really, really good vintage uh, harvest and a really good vintage that year, they will actually put the vintage year on the bottle. If it's not a good vintage, it just becomes a non-vintage year. So would that so make very specific? Would that make the champagne more expensive that year? Yeah. yeah. And the collector's item. It does, yeah. It does have an effect on it. Um, so if it was, you know, bubbly for me is, is classic. It's, 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 it's like, um, for a better word, it's like an Audrey Hepburn of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has class. I've definitely got class. However, bubbly should never be, um, you can have it any time of the day. You can have it with mostly with any food, and um, it's a celebration drink. I mean, you can celebrate. You don't actually have to buy bubbly on special occasions. You can buy good sparkling wine and just drink it because you want to watch the sunset, or for me, I want to go to the beach. It's a really, it's beautiful. I love bubbly. It's my favorite. What is your favorite bubbly? Do you have a favorite? Lanson. Lanson. Have you got any Lanson? One of my... Have you any lands on for me to pop down to Cape Town and drink with you? Yes, two bottles. Oh, good. That should be enough. <laughs> Just watch out. One day you might yep. find me on your doorstep ringing your bell. No, there's a row of bubbly waiting to be drunk. I can uh, see it from here. But Nikki, what's the, what's the next thing in you, big plan you have? What's the next wine adventure? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think I want to own a wine farm. That sounds um, nice, Mm, you know, I might just dabble in it, but I, I wouldn't want to own a wine farm. So I'd rather experience other wines from other countries. Where are you going next to experience wine? Um, well, oh, there's so many places. <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> there's so many places. Um, you know, I, I obviously want to do the Australian thing. Um, because there are some good Australian wines coming out. But then again, it's very similar due to the climate as South African wines. But um, I'd like to do the Hungarian wine. That would be interesting for me. Yeah. And because um, they've got some really sensational things coming out there. And they have, um, you know, they, they, they have some beautiful, beautiful 
um, dessert wines, sweet dessert wines that come out of that country. And it's, um, yeah, there's a few connections up there. Maybe we can uh, go up there and have a taste. Sounds fabulous. I'm on my way. <laughs> and Nikki, you produce a wine journal. For sale. A wine tasting you... journal. Yeah. How does one go about getting that and tell us more about it? Well, you know, my details maybe is on your page somewhere for the radio station. But generally they can just order from me through via email. I mean, that's fine. What's um, your email the address? It's mail at winestyle.biz. M-A-I-L at winestyle.biz. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And how much are they? Well, currently they are 50 South African runs. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to have a drink for this just now. Uh, oh, yeah, a glass of wine or a glass, a glass of bubbly sounds like a great idea. Nikki, what's so special about your wine tasting journal? <clears throat> you know, the wine tasting journal is designed for people who are not wine connoisseurs. It's easy, basic, and user-friendly. So it's for an introduction to people who need to learn, who want to learn about wine, who are keen about wine. So they will go through the steps on every single page and write down consistently the same thing so they get to understand what they're writing and what they're tasting. Because everybody is, is unique. Women have more taste buds than men. So women have a completely different perception to wine than men. That's what men are there, right? Yeah, but the winemaking world is generally dominated by men. But I think the, the female influence, and there's a lot of good women winemakers out there, um, give a different perception on what's coming from the grapes and what's coming from out of the bottle after they've made the wine. So I think there should be more... Uh, Women power out there when it comes to wine. So yeah, we need to get some women, more women at least, just to change the dominance of males in this industry. But that's probably true of any industry, wouldn't you say? Not necessarily. I I, I don't think it's... You know, I think that you know, change is always good when it comes to women in the business or in business places. But um, for wine, really, 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 the women have it... Um, have a better perception of what it is. Men tend to stick to tradition. Um, and women break rules. Yeah, the women break the rules. Oh, that's phenomenal. Nikki, I want to say thank you so much for your time on Niche Radio today, for chatting to Big Mama, and uh, your interview will be on Niche Radio on Friday. <laughs>